Witches, wizards, and magic users of every kind, welcome to Repello Muggletum, the wizarding podcast where two Harry Potter fans go head-to-head in a game of trivia, talking, and theater. I'm Maya, pronouns she, her, hers. I am your lovely moderator and all-powerful judge, except where you, our listener, vote at the end of the episode. Here are our competitors, Ari. Hello, this is Ari, pronouns they, them, theirs. And I pulled a tarot card right before we started recording this session. And I had my eyes closed and I was all, I'm going to wait to flip it over until it's my time to introduce myself. But then when I opened my eyes, the deck was upside down. And so I could already see the picture. And it was the world. Mm-hmm. The world. <laughs> so make of that what you will. But when Ari asked the tarot cards, what the friendship between the three of us and the future of this podcast and our working together looks like, I got the card, the world. Very More nice. that. In a Patreon, yes. Patreon exclusive. True. And Ryan. Hello, I'm Ryan. He, him, his. Reppin' Hufflepuff House up in here. Um, and I was very surprised at where their story went, because I was not expecting the deck to be upside down. So it was kind of funny, but also mm. a little anticlimactic. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry I didn't tell it well. No, you. I yes. think you told it perfectly, especially... Well, I just didn't have a climax. <laughs> if you wanted to get a laugh out of it, then it was a perfect... You, you told it very well. Oh, good. Oh, um, I just pulled yeah, so, the tower. What does that mean? Uh, changes? Most of them mean change in some way or oh. another. <gasps> Maybe that means that right. Ari's going to take the lead. Oh. oh, do you want me to actually tell you what my No, you said Patreon. Uh, no, I just, was? I happened to be oh, near okay. a tarot deck, so I drew a card and it was the tower. But we can move oh, on. Oh, we don't need to tower. get, we don't need to get stuck on that. No, it's got to be a Patreon exclusive, right? We'll talk about it later. So as of last week's episode, Ari has 124 points and Ryan has 139 points. Now, I still haven't tabulated any votes. Uh, please, we implore you, please go to our Facebook group and vote for your favorite. Um, so to begin this episode, there are five rounds. And the first is Tom Riddle Me This, where our competitors ask each other subjective questions about the Potterverse. I will distribute between one to five points each at my discretion. So, Ari, do you have a question for Ryan? I do indeed have a question for Ryan. Yay! (laughs) I thought long and hard about this one. So, Ryan, my darling love, Tom riddle me this. What magical creature taught about at Hogwarts in Defense Against the Dark Arts or in Care of Magical Creatures would you be most fascinated by and want to learn about more and more about as a student? Oh, that's so... That's very interesting because my question for you also has to do with magical animals. 
Um, That's odd. I wonder what, why we both thought of that as something for Tom Riddle Me This. Well, I think because of the wizard stool. But anyways, um, and I was, and I was being literal. Um, oh boy. So I think here's, here's what first came to mind. So I think, I think I will trust my gut and I will just use this as my answer. The iguana that Professor Quirrell is holding in the first movie (sighs) when he's interrupted. And I just, I have always, I have so many questions because they're doing Defense Against the Dark Arts. And then it never, iguanas never come up again anywhere in the entire series. So I just, I'm so curious. I'm so fascinated with what... Ryan, I want to know three of your questions. Tell me right now, three of your questions you have about that iguana in that class. Well, the first question is why, and then all of the subsequent (laughs) questions will build off of the answer to the first question. (laughs) I see. Why is he holding an iguana? What does it have to do with Defense Against the Dark Arts? What... And here's the thing. Iguanas I feel are like apparently evil. I feel, or maybe they're good because it's defense against the dark arts. Maybe they have mm. something to do with defending um, against the dark arts. Oh, but I'm also be that's that's a third. Maybe Doctor Craft can look. That's that a up. third. You can't say that in the recording. <laughs> um, if you don't like that answer, because you did say magical, and we have no evidence the iguana is magical. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I did. If you don't that. like that answer, I think. Um, ooh, that's it's a very good question because there are a lot of great choices. Um, mm-hmm. I think the other the other <laughs> honest answer is the blast ended scroots because we oh. know that they're a crossbreed, but we don't know a lot about their anatomy or how they work or what they eat or how they even exist, um, or exactly how they came about, because if they are, they're like, um, I forget exactly what it is, but they're a crossbreed between two other magical mm. species, right? Uh, a yes, manticore uh, manticores and, and fire crabs. A manticore and what? No, um, they're a crossbreed of manticores and fire crabs. Oh, fire crabs. So... It just, mm-hmm. it, it brings up a lot of questions about what other magical species can be crossbred and what results you would get and how magical creatures, like, work and subsist. Because it's, you know, what do they eat? How do they live? Where does the fire come from? So, a lot of, a lot of questions about that. And I, I would be very interested to learn more because the Harry Potter books don't really go into how magical creatures function and what research has actually been done on them. Um, and I think that would be really fascinating. I'd love to learn more about it and be like, oh, that's how these things work. I should probably continue reading the um, Fantastic Beast book that my husband gave me about three Christmases ago, mm-hmm. and I have yet to finish. Mm-hmm. It might have some of the I'm not, I don't, I've, I have skimmed through that, and I don't think that it has the answers that I'm looking for. I have mm-hmm. the big boy, the big illustrated boy. Do Ooh, you have that? I, I'm not sure the gender of my book, um, and size is relative, but... As in, like, not the teeny tiny... Like the pamphlet we had as kids. 
not the pamphlet we had as kids, but the newly released Fantastic oh, Beasts, like, no, I, illustrated. I don't. Newly as of three years ago, you mean? <laughs> no, well, more than that. <laughs> Maybe not, actually. But either way, very, yes, newly as of three years, that's very new for Harry Potter. Okay. Um, I think I've answered your question. Do you want more yes. from me? <laughs> I, I feel think like I would like I your question, I feel like question, you don't Ryan. like my answer, and I'm very self-conscious now. Oh, I apologize. I guess I do like Oh, answer. anytime you have I to say, I guess. Darn, those gosh darn scroots. You know that I'm not, they're not my favorite creature, so it just was a little disappointing. What did you want me well, to it's say? It's not like Unicorns? what's your favorite creature. It's, it's what you would be more fascinated by. Like, the some of the yeah. grossest weirdest creatures you are the would, ones that are the Ari, most fascinating. you would be so fascinated by them. I suppose, but I can see myself being more fascinated by different creatures. But... I I well, would have might. said acromantulas, except they weren't taught <laughs> about in class, so they don't pertain to your question, That's sadly. True. I'm, I'm sorry that you couldn't have answered, like, answered That's okay. that. okay. The is the Ford Anglia of the Ford Anglia? Is that a magical creature? Can I learn more about that? Because I'm very yeah. fascinated on what creates <laughs> sentience in the Harry Potter universe, and how there's not just like there's so many paintings and statues and ghosts and stuff. And sentience is a very ambiguous kind of loose form type of thing in the Harry Potter universe. So I'd be very fascinated to learn more about that. Mm. Yes. That's true. Okay. Me as well. I should probably read or write some fan fictions that have to do with, like, exploring, exploring these the humanity yeah. within I would and yeah. other things like make, that that depict I, the A transhumanist souls. perspective on Harry Potter. I would Ooh, make fun. a little mechanical fox, Ooh, and then I'd cast dibs. a bunch of spells on it until it became yeah. sentient. And then I would have a yes. sentient mechanical fox companion. Mm-hmm. That would be a great yes. idea. Thank you. But he might leave you if he doesn't like. Uh, I mean, beep. That's. <laughs> and you're not even. That's not even I'm where I live, so I'm very confused by that. Anyways. I know. I'm sorry. I get. I get those two particular states mixed up all the time. They're basically the same. Why? To me. I don't know why you have to call into question whether my fox companion um, would even stay with me. That seems unnecessarily harsh. I'm sorry, I just meant it would be sentient and you couldn't control it. So, Ryan, do you have a question for Ari? I guess. Ari... I'm sorry. I feel like I've really downed it. I'll try... Tom, riddle me this. What magical creature... Entirely magical creature, not a creature that exists within our universe, but is actually magical in the Harry Potter universe, but like a completely fictive animal, would you most want as your companion, even though they would obviously just decide to leave you eventually? Okay, so solely magical creatures, so you're saying like I couldn't choose like the cat or the owl because they actually are not magical. And I, I will, I okay. will go further and say you can't pick unicorns because they're just magical horses. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> can I also not pick dragons? Oh, you can pick dragons. Okay. Do you want uh, a dragon? <laughs> I mean, what else can I say about this event? Because you said that they would eventually leave me. 
But my but can, how are they while we're together? Are we buddies? Do they like me? Do they have positive feelings towards me? Or are they a magical creature with their own feelings that I can't? I mean, influence? you can influence them by interacting with them. You can't control them. They're just a magical creature. Okay. But interpret it how you want. Your companions, for some reason, okay. maybe you're on a quest together. Maybe your roommates. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> however you interpret that. Hmm. It's quite possible. Oh, man. I think I might prefer a companion that is a wee bit more, that is a wee bit more intelligent. Um, so that I can, they will be my companion for a very long time. And it's like a more intimate friendship. So I'm going to have to go with a house elf, a house elf that is as activisty as Dobby. <laughs> We'd get along great. You already have a Dobby, though. I do, but he's not a house elf and he's not that smart. <laughs> I mean, good point. <laughs> Valid. This is extremely he true. Is, he's occasionally very smart, especially yeah. when he sits in our seven-year-old newly rescued pup does not know how to sit in the slightest <laughs> and my dog's just like yes i will sit i am the best sitter i will sit everywhere i will go to every spot you tell me to go to and sit he's that next is, that's sitter. wonderful i mean a house elf would also do that so that is true but my house elf is my companion the house elf is definitely not my slave i mean thank you for clarifying i don't i was not worried about that i don't oh, think any of our listeners were worried about that but I, thank you for clarifying. I know, but the way you worded it just now by saying that, oh, the house it's elf would just, do that, It's just, that's too, their, they're like the... Led me in that direction. I was like, oh, the no. The ouds from Doctor Who. That's, it's, it's their nature. Oh, the And it's probably, ooze. yeah, from oh, thousands of years of, of oh. servitude, much like dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, but, I mean, we don't need to get into the ethics that's or morals of time. the existence of their, their race, answer, yeah. but... But mm-hmm. what we know from the Harry Potter universe is that this is how they behave, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So I really, in- yeah, I really liked where both the questions went. Like, uh, the question for Ari Ryan went to sentience in general, um, like in the Potterverse. And Ryan to Ari, we brought up the inter- uh, very interesting and important uh, thing about house selves and their own agency and oh you guys both get five points each i enjoyed both conversations both both questions yeah five points i feel like we should make some sort of uh uh, a sound effect that's like a little song of five points Five points. That's what you get. Five points. <laughs> yes. No more and no less. You were perfect average. All right. So. Actually, five is, a, is is the total we can get for this one. So mm. you're actually right banging great. Yes, very good. Uh, so on to round two, the quiz and gamut. Ari and Ryan must answer tr- two trivia questions each, winning up to five points for each correct answer. So first up is Ryan. So Ryan, if I was a witch or wizard and wanted to deposit some money in my Gringotts vault, what would the process be for doing that? Like, I'm running my errands, I'm in Diagon Alley, and I'm like, I have some cash to deposit. I roll into Gringotts, what would happen? Okay. Um, 
You always start with an easy one, and then whatever the second question is going to be, I'm not going to know. Ah, let's see how um, it goes. Yeah. So, yeah, so you'd go into Gringotts, which, of course, is in Diagon Alley in London. Um, mm-hmm. You would go up to the counter. You would address um, one of the goblins that works there. Um, I think you typically you have a key, and you present your key, and then they identify who you are and your mm-hmm. vault from your key. Um, but in lieu mm-hmm. of that... If they're suspect of your identity, they might ask for your wand to verify your wand. Um, Mm -hmm. Or you might need to actually give them your vault number. Um, But then you'd go follow them into the chambers, and you'd get to ride a nice little um, roller coaster, basically, to your vault. Um, At your vault, the goblin would open your vault for you using goblin magic that wizards can't duplicate, I believe. Um, or I think that's the intent of it anyways. And, um, then you would take whatever you want from your vault and then they would close the door. You'd hop back in, you'd ride back and you would leave. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Um, is there any variance? Like, do, are all the vaults the same? No, no, the vaults are very, very different. Um, Mm-hmm. You might have one of the upper vaults that is just, like, a little room and relatively close to the surface, or you might have one of the mm-hmm. really, really old vaults that, that are way deep down and guarded by dragons and other types of magic um, fortifications. And um, they don't address, like, if it's, like, a subscription service that you pay for. I don't think they ever address, mm-hmm. like, how your vault is determined, but it typically the old, old wizarding families, um, like the Blacks and such, the Malfoys probably, um, have, mm-hmm. have these uh, much larger vaults, much deeper down, that are much better guarded. Mm-hmm. Yes. Excellent. Uh, you get five points. Blah, 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 five points. Hey, thanks. Very nice, Ryan. Yeah. Very good. Oh, thank you, and Ari. Nice thank and you. Bravo, yes. bravo. Yes. Awful? So, our... bravo. I said bravo. Oh, bravo. I gotcha. I, I, I yeah. man. <laughs> My friend who is Italian would probably say, what the hell were you trying to do just now? <laughs> uh, okay, Ari, your question. If I yes, please. if I wanted to have a basilisk as a pet, how would I breed and care for one? Oh, this is such a good question. How would I breed and care for a basilisk? Yes. Man, you should have read that book. I should have read that book about creatures. Man, that really screwed me over here. Um, I, I suppose that I would put it in a very secret place deep underneath the ground. Okay. Where nobody would find it. And it would keep it the correct temperature. (laughs) And then I would take care of it while it was an egg until it hatched. And then speak parcel tongue with it Mm -hmm. in order to make sure that um, it didn't go around biting me or anyone I cared about. Um, And then I would, 
you know, take care of its shredded skin to make sure it didn't fill up the hallways because that's pretty gross. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, how would... I believe that answers your question. But if you have any follow-up questions, yes. feel free to ask. <laughs> yes, like how would... So with... Uh, basilisks don't really have like a basilisk egg you can buy how would you be able to hatch a baby basilisk adorable i know like what would you do to... if you didn't have what no i mean a basilisk egg is not something you can buy um at all really actually um is there, there isn't really a basilisk egg in general um, so if I want to bring a baby basilisk into this world, what would I do as a dark wizard who loves snakes and creepy stuff? You would crossbreed the serpent with a very dark creature. Naman's Betsy. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Can I try? What? <laughs> no. It's not the uh, at, at the At the end. Um, so, Ari, what would you feed the basilisk? You would feed... Oh, my God. Is this the second book, the page that Hermione reads? Because I always yeah. skim over oh, that. Oh, no. That's like... That's... I know that I just read it a few, like a couple months ago. I read the second book, but mm. I always skim mm. over that, for, like that Man. information in the book because I find I just don't read it as much. So uh, I didn't retain the information. Okay, so you, what was the question? Uh, so I'm sorry. No, um, what would you feed a basilisk? You would feed the basilisk the tears of a baby. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Anything else you want to add? Yeah. Why did Ryan get a really easy question? I, this is also... I thought these were both very easy questions. I gave you both some low balls in the beginning. I I, I felt like it, it's it's fairly simple, this one. I, I'm sorry. If, yeah. It's um, okay, Maya. So, um, yeah, I even, I think I have pretty good guesses, but I'm not even sure if I'm correct because I might be conflating actual Mm -hmm. (laughs) basilisk lore from our world, but can I try? definitely mixed up Manticorn. Yes, Ryan, go ahead. Um, I believe, and this is the part that I I might be getting this from a, a different lore, but I believe that you hatch a chicken egg under a toad to make a basilisk? Exactly. Oh, yeah. And then I think Ginny feeds it either the blood of roosters or just roosters. Yeah. Yeah. I remember... I do... Yeah, I know that this is a thing. I know that it's in the books, and I'm just so angry at myself that I don't Read the details. That's okay, because this was was like the blast in its scroots. You were just like, this is kind of gross, I don't really care about it. So you skipped over it. True, true. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Ari, unfortunately, I mean, you got the, I mean, you clearly know what a basilisk is and how you would feed them, essentially. I mean, they eat, I, like, I looked on, like, I looked it up and they didn't mention anything about rooster blood or anything, just vertebrates. You would feed, like, Slytherin's basilisk 
eight rats to stay alive. Oh, so any vertebrates yeah. just throw them at the basilisk, and they're good to go. Um, oh, oh, wait, so, it's the roosters. Oh, hmm? wait, so another good, an important thing for taking care of them is don't have roosters. Because the reason Jenny kills the yes. roosters, I just remembered, is that their cry is fatal, uh, is fatal the to the basilisk, yeah. which mm-hmm. is so silly, because it's like, basilisks must not be able to survive in the wild very well, because you just come across a rooster yeah. and no, bam. Right? I mean, a chicken egg usually doesn't hatch beneath a toad, so they're they're wizard witch made at this point. But yes, yeah, sorry, unfortunately, I'll have to give you two points. So. Honestly, I am surprised that I got two points, yeah. and I am very grateful. Thank you very much. I, um, I do right. have to say, Ari, I agree. That was a tough question, so I'm kind of terrified mm. to see what our hard okay. questions are, if that was the easy was one. That, okay, because I was a huge, like, Greek mythology nerd growing up, and, like, this was, like, one of the main things, and, like, of course, basilisk, you do yeah. that. I thought it was a very simple one. I would have uh, missed a point there, because I would have said that it ate roosters, because I totally forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. Yes. So, Ryan, your question is, how do you use flu powder, and how did Harry's first use of flu powder go for him? Okay. How that? Um, what details are there about flu powder? Let me, th- let me think for just a second. Or just how, how do you um, use flu powder? Yeah. So, yeah, so it's a powder, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, um, mm-hmm. You grab, uh, I can't remember if it's a pinch of it or a handful of it, because I think it's it's mm-hmm. one in the book and the other in the movies, because um, I think yeah. they say you just need a pinch in the books, but then in the movies, I, I seem to recall the first time Harry uses it, he takes like a whole handful of the stuff, so I can't, um, mm-hmm. but, but I think you just take a pinch of it, um, you step mm-hmm. into a fireplace, um, mm-hmm. y- you know, as you do. Um, you throw the powder down and then you clearly state where your destination is. Um, you are then transported via the flu network, which actually like, um, takes you through a ton of different fireplaces. And if I recall correctly, you can actually like see different fireplaces and there might even be a chance, like you could jump out through the wrong fireplace. So it's very important that you like, you keep your limbs tucked in cause you don't want, one of your limbs to like accidentally go out into one of the fireplaces and get Ew. lost there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that would suck. <laughs> and then, Just and then, little. um, and Harry's first use, of course, he was trying to go to Diagon Alley, but he accidentally said Diagon Alley, um, which is not even where he ended up. So I'm not sure why Diagon Alley is closer to Nocturne Alley, where he ended up. Um, than it is to Diagon Alley, which is where he was trying to go. Um, but he did accidentally end up in Nocturne Alley, where he met Hagrid, who was buying flesh-eating slug repellent, of course, because the flesh-eating slugs were ruining one of the crops at uh, Hogwarts. Um, but he is he then does reconnect with the Weasleys, um, who are who he was with when he uh, was attempting to use the flu powder. Yes, um, where exactly did he end up at Di- in um, Nocturne Alley? I believe he ended up in um, a place, one of the shops, and he overhears some Malfoy stuff. I think it's Bergen and Burks. <laughs> Bergen and Burks? I don't. I don't remember. Hold on. <laughs> let, let me. Uh, may I? May I uh, say it? If there. Hold on. You got that, time that with your basilisk question. Um, okay. You're right. I apologize. Uh, 
Um, if it's not, if it's not, oh man, um, I, I, no, I gotta, yeah, I can't, if it's not Bergen and Burks, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Bergen and Burks is my answer. In, in the fireplace. Okay. There, right? Okay. And, um, what exact, what Malfoy base did he see? Oh, this is part of it? Okay, so, I think that I Malfoy, mean, just, just Malfoy knows I believe that Malfoy knows that the ministry is cracking down on him, so he has a list of things that he needs to sell um, that he's, like, trying to get rid of um, because it would be bad if the ministry found those things in his house. Um, And so he is negotiating a price with with the patron. (laughs) Not the patron, sorry. The... um, uh, Proprietor of proprietor? Bergen and Burks, um, who then is also like trying to sell him stuff, and he tries to sell Draco something with a really ridiculous name that always makes me think it's sexual. Um, I think it's called the Hand of Glory. <laughs> I don't remember if that's <laughs> right, but it's a candle that only bears light to the wielder of the candle. So it's like the best friend of, of thieves and sneaks or something that, that the guy says. Um, but uh, Malfoy Sr. takes offense to that and is also like, we're not here to buy, we're here to sell. That's, I, that's, and then Malfoy almost sees him eavesdropping, but, but they leave just in time. That's my answer. All right, Yes, very good. So, yeah, you had all the, the details. Yeah, I just... Oh, because it's thank God. Like, the whole Malfoy um, thing was between him then meeting Hagrid. Um, but I, unfortunately, will have to dock you one point, because it is not Borgen and Burks. No, no, it's Borgen and Burks, not Bergen and Burks. What? I'm I said, gonna be I said Bergen and Burks. You said Bergen and no, Burks. You said not... Bergen and Burks, but it's Borgen and Exactly. B O R G I N B U R K. You said You said Bergen Ryan, and Burks. You said Bergen, like burger. Yes. But that no, is but with, it is No, Borgen. I said Borgen. Bergen. Bergen. No. Borgen. You did not. B R G N is what I said. You s- you said Bergen. I'm sorry, you're going to dock me a point for pronunciation? I knew the place. I heard no, it as... No, because you were pronouncing it like no, a all right, U. All right, so no, you're saying that since I said I, a U instead of an no, O, like, I'm I, losing a point. I. That is the wrong name, though. I mean, I heard it as Bergen and Burks, and I like prompted you to revisit it, and it's Bergen and Burks, but it's really Borgen and Burks. But you're yeah. saying the difference between Borgen and Bergen. Yes, it's Borgen oh, and Burks, not Borgen. I, I take great offense to this. It docked me a point for pronunciation. Not pronunciation, it like it's a different pronunciation. word. Bergen, Bergen is not Borgen. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Yeah, it, it's Borgen, not Bergen. Oh, man. Dear Bor- listeners, Borgen, please, not please defend Send me. in the I... comments. Let me know if I'm being a jerk. Go for it. You're not. Of course you don't think so, Ari. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until your question, Ari. Let's see how this goes. All right. All right. So, yeah. Um, so, Ari, your question yes. is... Um, what was Harry's second task in the Triwizard Tournament as depicted in the Goblet of Fire book? 
And what did he do to perform the task? Said task. Okay. So the second Tri Wizard tournament was set in the lake、mm. on Hogwarts grounds. It was underwater because the Mer people had stolen the one thing that each of the champions would sorely miss.、Mm. And for Harry Potter, that was Ronald Weasley. So he. Didn't know that though until he actually saw him. He didn't realize who was going to be his number one until he saw Ronald Weasley.、Mm-hmm. Basically, how he learned what the second task was was he had the golden egg from the first task.、Mm-hmm. And with some help from Cedric Diggory, who had help from Mad Eye Moody, he was able to take it into the prefect's bathroom and try it out underwater. Because if you opened the egg, Outside of the water, it would scream really loudly and shrilly, and you couldn't understand a thing, and it was horrible and could have been a banshee. So he opened it under the water, and it turned out that it was a song by the Mer people saying basically that we took the thing that you will sorely miss, you'll have an hour long to look. And now, so now he realizes he needs to find a way to breathe underwater for an hour so that he can go searching for the one thing he will truly miss. Mm-hmm. Um, that the mer people have stolen. So he's trying over and over again, trying very, very hard indeed to figure out how to like, be able to breathe underwater or do, stay alive underwater for an hour. He's not able to find anything. And then he falls asleep in the library right before the second task. And he is woken up by Dobby, the house elf, who、um, is waking him up because he's late to the task. And he has also brought Harry Potter some gillyweed because he overheard、um, uh, Mad Eye Moody talking. If only Harry Potter would think to use some gillyweed, he'd be able to breathe underwater for an hour.、Mm. So Dobby overheard this conversation, stole some gillyweed some, from Severus Snape's storage, and gave it to Harry Potter, who took it. Right before jumping in the water, and he sprouted gills and he got webbed fingers and toes, and he was able to swim and breathe underwater, kind of like a fish or a frog, in order to go and capture his Ronald Weasley. He didn't leave immediately、mm-hmm. um, because he wanted to make sure that everyone else was safe, however, especially because Hermione was there. Um, and also Cho Chang, the girl he had a crush on at the time.、Mm-hmm. So he was the first one to reach the hostages, but he waited around to make sure everyone was safe, which me- meant he was way outside the time limit,、um, which could have affected his scores by some of the people.、Um, yes.、Um, yeah, concerning his、um, waiting, so did he, who did Harry bring up、uh, from the lake when he finished his task? Harry? Harry brought up in the end Ron Weasley、mm-hmm. and, um, and Fleur de la Cour's little sister.、Mm-hmm. Um, because Fleur de la Cour was attacked by a Grindylow and couldn't retrieve her sister.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, Gab-、yes. Gabriella?、Mm-hmm. I believe her name was Gabriella. Okay, and、uh, what place did he end up in? One more time. What place did he end up in? Where, how did he place?、Ah, he ended up in tied for first place. Okay. All right. Good. Thank you, Ari.、Um, 
Hmm, let me think. I think, uh, oh, actually, you did. I'm looking at my notes. You got all the mm-hmm. deets except for the last one. Um, he mm-hmm. was in third place due to the time limit, but then the Mer chieftainess, Mercus, talked to the judges, and then he um, got second place, essentially. Oh. Yeah. Can I, may I please offer another correction? Or am I mixing, or did it, did my data mix up the book and the uh, movie? Please, Ryan, go ahead. I, it's possible. No, no, you're, no, no, you're, you're good. But Ari does claim that Dobby overhears Mad-Eye Moody, which of course is not correct. Oh, and if I get oh, if I up. get knocked down because I said a U instead of an O, then you oh, best man. believe Ari's getting knocked down for claiming the wrong person. No, that's not true because we all know that I know that, but we knew that you didn't know the right letter. But in that I did word. know the name, and if you'd ask me to, s- no, you yes? didn't. Oh, you don't my. know the name. <laughs> okay, the no. Bergen, it's Bergen. What I'm going to do is, because Ari um, di- uh, was a bit um, iffy on his placement, um, I am going to give Ari four points. So you both get... And, I mean, you do have a point. I In my notes, it was, um, Dobby woke him up with Gillyweed to eat after overhearing Crouch Jr. and McGonagall discussing tactics for the champions to use during the task. So I had Crouch Jr. written down... Yes, you yeah. did. I totally acknowledge that that yeah. is a reason to... Exactly. So I will be, it'll be okay. otherwise, excellent description and accurate with the book. Um, yes. So that Thank is uh, four points, right? So now, uh, let me just do some math. Yes. So now, uh, this episode, at the end of round two, Ari has um, 11 points. Yes, Ari has 11 points, and Ryan has 14 points this episode. We'll do a whole um, overall uh, points at the end of the episode. Yes. Um, what, what? Yeah. So what? now round three is the wizard's duel. Ari and Ryan have prepared a debate on which is the best of Hagrid's illegal acquisitions. At the end of the debate, 10 points will be distributed as I see fit. First up is Ari. Thank you, Maya. (laughs) (laughs) That is my real name. (laughs) Yeah. So, what better illegal... What? Whoa. (laughs) That was a a slur there. What better illegal... (laughs) Oh, you better lose points for this. Uh, You're mispronouncing all sorts of things right now. Excuse me, hold on. I would like to take a sip of water before I Please begin. do, please do. What better illegal acquisition than your own half-brother? <gasps> Rock. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about this Dramatic cutie. gasp. He is 16 feet tall, which is shorter than most giants, so sadly he was picked on growing up. With gray skin, brown hair, and brown-green eyes, Grop is the child of Hagrid's mother, Fridvulfa, and another giant. Hagrid actually smuggled Grop across England from the giant colony in northern Europe to Scotland. He visited with he visited this giant colony with uh, Madame Maxime, 
And they were there because they were trying to convince the remaining giants to join as allies of the Order of the Phoenix. But after Hagrid met Grop, he simply could not leave his little brother behind. So, in order to save Grop from his bullying and potential enslavement by Lord Voldemort, Hagrid stole the literal giant and brought him all the way back to Hogwarts, which I might add is a severe breach of the International Statute of Secrecy. Therefore, illegal acquisition. Honestly, I mean, how he managed to smuggle a giant to Hogwarts is almost Under unbelievable. His hat. <laughs> it's very impressive. Uh, but anyways, he saved his brother from the giant colony, but honestly, Hagrid was probably a little desperate for some family and took him for maybe some more selfish reasons as well. One thing that I love about Grop is his clear character arc and how he grows to truly become a loving brother and moral creature. But at first, he was anything but. He was aggressive and violent, prone to vicious attacks on even Hagrid. However, slowly but surely, throughout the sixth book, Hagrid was able to teach his brother manners and English, and he learns to control his giant temper— except when in life-dangering situations. Grop's immense transformation is evident by his behavior at Dumbledore's funeral. He was kind, gentle, and compassionate, and even showed sorrow and attempted to console his brother. Later in the seventh book, Grop fights against Voldemort's giants and expresses joy and happiness when the Dark Lord is defeated. All this goes to prove that Grop is the best creature Hagrid ever illegally acquired because of how inspiring and heartwarming his journey in character development is throughout the last three books. He is a badass giant who can fight, and also a good guy who just wants family and friends. Thank you, Hagrid, for your bravery, foolhardiness, and dedication to this beautiful creature. And Grop, I love you. <laughs> Very nice. Yes. I also love Grop. Grop is great, yes. All right, uh, Ryan, go ahead. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, first of all, I just want to say well done, Ari. Uh, Loved it. Very, very concise, very thorough. Very well done. Um, So for my favorite um, Hagrid illegal acquisition, I have chosen Norbert, the Norwegian Ridgeback Dragon, uh, who is, in my humble opinion, the best illegal acquisition of Hagrid for three main reasons. So first, danger. Let's talk about illegality. Because I think being illegal transcends just breaking the law. Sometimes laws are unjust or silly, after all. I think to be truly illegal, on a moral level as well, something has to be excessively dangerous. And when discussing Hagrid's acquisitions, danger is the first thing that comes to mind. Not only is Norbert so dangerous that Hagrid can't even handle her, but even the means by which Hagrid acquired her are dangerous because he literally tells Quirrell how to get past Fluffy in exchange for the egg containing Norbert. More on that in slide 7. Oh, it helps if you picture this in your head like a slideshow. Norwegian Ridgebacks are also very... (laughs) Norwegian Ridgebacks are also very dangerous um, of their own accord. They are said to be almost on par with the Hungarian Horntail, so not a great first-time dragon for anyone. Um, They have venomous fangs in case the razor-sharp claws and fire breath aren't 
threatening enough for you. They're also <laughs> venomous,、um, and they are adapted to both mountains and water, which is pretty unique among dragons because they hunt aquatic and marine mammals,、um, which is which is pretty rare. You can find、uh, all this info and more on the Harry Potter wiki, by the way, in case、uh, you want to learn more about Norwegian Ridgebacks, because I highly recommend you do. They're very cool. Second, I am Norbert, kind of. I、okay. oh thank you. You don't need to reply. <laughs> Slide four. All right. It's just a picture of me transforming into Norbert.、Um, I just know we're doing this from a personal standpoint, so I wanted to add some personal reasons to mine, not just emotionless facts about the book. So Norbert is a Norwegian Ridgeback. As I've stated 32 times in this presentation so far, and I am also of Norwegian descent. I'm almost entirely Norwegian, and Norbert was hatched in the spring of 1992. I was also hatched in the spring of 1992. <laughs> For all I know, I could share my actual day of birth with Norbert, which is really cool.、Um, we don't know exactly the exact date、uh, when Norbert was hatched, but that's okay. We same month as me, probably. Uh, I also have an affinity for both mountains and water.、Um, I love hiking. I love swimming. So <laughs> very similar.、Uh, I'm also quite cute, and I、uh, am also often accidentally destructive.、Um, plus, red beard, big build means that I'm kind of dragon-like already.、Uh, so I just love that I have these kind of personal connections、uh, with Norbert, and I wanted to make sure that I address them in my presentation. Third. Again,、sense. thank you. <laughs> you don't need to respond if you don't want to. Third、oh, plot.、Sorry. I think when discussing what is best in quotes, with all the ambiguity that that includes, we have to take as many different things into consideration as possible. So I really wanted to pick a Hagrid acquisition that has some cool scenes and some plot significance, more than just being cool or dangerous or me. So, as I addressed earlier, Norbert's egg is given to Hagrid by a disguised Quirrell in order to pry out some information about getting past Fluffy. Norbert also has a big role in the world building of Harry Potter, and I love all of the things early on that kind of introduce these elements of the Harry Potter universe and what this world is really about.、Um, as we're introduced to her in the first book, she's the first like super cool and incredible magically magical. Beast, we meet.、Um, she helps establish a lot about Hagrid and his personality and who he is and what he wants. Not just for his love of dangerous creatures, but also the I should not have told you that. Love it. It's just so good. And and again with the Quirrell thing.、Um, her departure in the book series is also one of my favorite scenes from the first book and does a lot to establish the early friendship between Harry and Hermione.、Uh, kind of how they work together and how the world works with them like sneaking out and using the invisibility cloak to do cool stuff.、Um, she also goes on she being Norbert also goes on to come up in five of the seven books.、Uh, five of the seven books so we Not only see her, we we only see her in the first book, but she comes up multiple times, which is really fun because it's like a self-referential throwback where we get to feel nostalgic about the earlier books, kind of like every time that Buck, I mean Wither Wings, comes up.、Um, so we、mm. get that cool self-referential nostalgia that I love.、Um, fourth, I know I said there was only three things, but fourth thing, she's just. <laughs> And an extra. She's so、fun. cool. She's a dragon. Like every time dragons come up, it's very cool.、Uh, they're very intense creatures. Everything about dragons is like, yeah, this is the one thing you would not 
want to own. But Hagrid is just like, no, I got this. Uh, so to recap, just a little, she's very dangerous, which is a hallmark of Hagrid's acquisitions. Um, I love that I have some personal connections with her, and she's very relevant to the plot. Plus, she's just so cool. Very nice. Okay. So, um, I guess I'll go ahead and ask my follow-up questions. Uh, so, Ari, um, what would you say if someone says, well, Grop is an acquisition because Grop is like a um, sentient being that can make his own decisions, what uh, what would you say to that? You slap that person. How do you respond? <laughs> I would say that it is very clear that though Grop is a sentient being... He is not capable of making his own decisions, and he was actually more, he was more, let's face it, Hagrid kidnapped him from his home mm. and dragged him to Hogwarts. Very true. Very I mean, true. He acquired, definitely, I would say he acquired By definition. Grupp did not want to come. Mm-hmm. In fact, he very often tried to get back to the colony while they were traveling. Mm-hmm. He was not excited about this. Yes, in the end, he does love Hagrid, and that's super adorable that they love each other and they were able to be brothers. But he definitely was acquired because he didn't really have a say in the matter. Mm, yes. Uh, yeah, that is a very good point. Yeah. Um, yeah and Ryan... Um, so you mentioned yourself and Norbert being uh, Norwegian. What traits do you and Norbert share with a typical Norwegian individual? Uh, I am, what are some Norwegian I, traits I'm going other than to, enjoying nature? Uh, I, I feel like I should refuse to answer this because just on the principle of I don't oh. like stereotyping. Um, uh, yeah. We're adapted to the cold. Um, I believe that Norway has the second highest consumption of Coca-Cola Zero products, uh, the second highest consumption of comic books, um, and the second highest consumption of tacos, uh, and all with a very, very small (laughs) population. Like, this is not per capita. This is total. Like, they would be top for all of those things if it was per capita. Um, Uh and of course, we know that Norbert, uh, really loves to eat. And I'm a big guy because I love to eat, so I think we have that in common. Um, there's also there's a lot of mountains and um, lakes and water mm-hmm. access in Norway, which I already, like I said, um, mm-hmm. uh, Norbert is very well adapted to hunting in those areas, um, and I am very well adapted to just loving those areas because they're gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'd say those are the main things. I don't okay. want to get too much into stereotypes, no, but I think we can not. agree yeah. that these are like general Norwegian things that um, both Norbert and yes. I love. Simply Norwegian things. Simply yeah. Norwegian uh, things. In fact, that is the name of my band. Simply Norwegian <laughs> things. I guess so. All right. I think maybe chop off the things. We're parts. we're a simply Norwegian. We're a pre-modern screamo folk punk band. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that tracks with the most Norwegian music that I am familiar oh, with. Oh, yes, definitely. Please <laughs> comment below with, like, decent Norwegian music, because I, I, don't, I don't know about that. Um, yes, okay, so those are some really good arguments from you guys. I, honestly I think it's got to be five points apiece. I don't see how you could do anything else, I'm just saying. <laughs> honestly, yeah, because like, they're both kind of different acquisitions, and they're both great in their own ways. Like, I mean, I like, I love Ryan's point about developing the story because what kid reading the first book isn't going to have their mind blown by a dragon showing yes. up? Um, but also, True. 
later on when you're more mature as a reader, um, seeing this relationship between two brothers develop and uh, Grop's um, personality developing. That's also really cool. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm going to do my cop-out, and you both were great. You both get five points each. Five points! Five points! That's what you get! Five points! Yay! Five, really? five splits! Five points each! Wow. And you get five points! And you get five I'm, points! You yeah. get five points! I do, um, exactly. I just want to say real quick, I, I love that, Ari, you have one of the most selfless Hagrid acquisitions, um, because I, even though, yeah, it is kind of, uh, it is kind of selfish, she does have personal reasons for it, but a big part of it is wanting to protect Guap and, like, get him out of what is a bad situation, and then I have what is probably one of the most selfish acquisitions, because he literally endangers the lives of everyone in the Wizarding World just because he thinks dragons are cool, um, so I really think that it's we've true. got yeah. the spectrum covered here from, from yeah. Hagrid acquisitions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Also, I feel like this kind of really goes with our houses of Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff as well. Oh, the tower. I was going to say how the tower related back. <laughs> I totally forgot because I had notes this time, so I was reading off my notes. But I pulled the tower card because they go up the tower. They go up the tower to give Norbert to Charlie. Oh, yeah. So that's, okay. I think that it was a sense. call ahead to to my very awesome mm-hmm. presentation on Norbert. I think that's what the card was. Could uh, be, could be. Just, but stay, wait, wait for the Patreon exclusive. No, I think we've covered Ari it fully. You don't need to see that. Um. No, I'm going to do a whole interpretation with all three of the cards together in our story. Yes, as I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So now at this point in the episode, uh, Ari has 16 points and Ryan has 19 points. So Ryan has a bit of a lead, but we'll see how this, if the lead continues with round four, lightning scar trivia. And I'm not going to go into exposition this time. (laughs) Okay. Nope. Yeah. Each competitor will be given 10 trivia questions, which they must answer as quickly as possible. One point is awarded for each correct answer. So, it's really a lightning round. Alright, so Orion will go first. Are you ready? Oh, I am so ready. Alright. So, shall I count down? Three, two, one, go. Ryan, who is the head of Bulbaton's Academy? Uh, Madame Maxime. What is in the Slytherin Points Hourglass? Uh, emeralds? Correct. Oh, yeah. What is the Dursley's address? Oh, um... Oh, no. Privet Drive. <laughs> Little winching. <laughs> Give me a number. I, I don't remember. Nine. <laughs> Incorrect. Number four, Privet Drive. Number four, I couldn't remember it. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's gotta be the full one. Um, what country does Charlie Weasley normally live in? Romania? Correct. What spell is used to conjure the dark mark in the sky? Morse Mordre. Uh, one or more Morse time. Mordre. Morse Mordre. Morse Mordre. I'll give you a point. Yes. All correct. one word. Yes. Mm-hmm. Morse Mordre. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, what is the name of Neville's toad? Neville. Wait, did you say Neville's toad? <laughs> 
What is <laughs> what is the name Trevor. of Neville's toad? Trevor. Correct. You were so certain. <laughs> I, I miss. Oh yeah, that was a funny. That was funny. Um, moving which on. Weasley? Okay, which Weasley brother gets married in the Deathly Hollows? Charlie. Bill Weasley. Oh, it's Bill. Incorrect. I couldn't remember. Oh, yeah. Duh, of course, it's Bill. Charlie. Oh, how Charlie's silly. married to dragons. Yes. Oh. Um, what was Harry's first broomstick? Harry's first broomstick was the Nimbus Two Thousand. Yes. Was it five? Wait a second. Uh, let me revisit that because I have it as five thousand, uh, but I now have doubt for some reason. Um, so, of the Marauders, what is the real name of Padfoot? What is the real name of Padfoot? Did you say Padfoot or Hagrid? Padfoot. Padfoot. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the real name of Padfoot is Sirius Black. Correct. What potion did Harry win from Professor Slughorn in the sixth book? What potion did Harry win from Professor Slughorn? Yes. Uh, Felix Felicis? Correct. Mm -hmm. Very good. So let me just double check um, the Nimbus... It's the Nimbus 2000. Oh, then I It is the Nimbus 2000. Oh, then I, 100%. I, my, my, the hubris of 2000%. This, this moderator, <laughs> because I was so sure it was 5,000, I didn't even double, because I, oh, I always double oh, check that's it. that's so, that's so funny. I oh, can't so you are correct. The hubris. The hubris. I apologize. You are correct. You're good. I can't Nimbus believe I forgot. 2000. I forgot number four. I just couldn't, I couldn't conjure it. I <laughs> feel so, so I'm so, yeah. mm. So, Ryan, you just, get eight points out of ten. Thank you. I have test taker syndrome. As okay. soon as I know it matters, oh. I forget everything. Oh. <laughs> okay. Right, Ari, are you ready? I am ready. I believe okay. you. Ten out of ten. Yes. Yeah. Good. Three, two, one, go. What animal represents Ravenclaw House? That would be an eagle. Correct. Oh, what is Hagrid's brother's name? I made this before you. <laughs> Wait, you you knew what we were gonna do no! for our wizards? No, I, I formulated this before. Oh, they I gotcha. Gave me their I gotcha. data. <laughs> oh, I didn't even realize. Well, then, what's Hagrid's brother's name? Brown. <laughs> yes. What is the Hufflepuff house ghost? The Hufflepuff ghost is um, the Fat Friar. Correct. What is Hermione's Patronus? That would be an otter. <gasps> Correct. What plant trapped the Golden Trio on their way to get the mm. Sorcerer's Stone in the first book? Devil's Snare. Correct. What is the spell to disarm a dueling opponent? What is the spell to disarm a dueling opponent? Yes. Expelliarmus. Correct. Uh, yes. What is the name of the Weasley's home? The Burrow. Correct. Who did Harry and Hermione save from execution in the third book? Buckbeak. Correct. I mean Witherwings. I mean Witherwings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what magical item did Snape train Harry to use in the fifth book? 
Could you repeat the question? What magical item did Snape train Harry to use in the fifth book? What magical item did Snape train Harry or, like, to use demonstrate in the fifth book? Or, like, demonstrate for him, yes. Um, the, the occlumency? Uh, yes, but what item is associated with, with this? Like, he shows him how to use an item. Oh, he shows him how to use, um, wow, I don't know, a pen sieve? Correct. Oh, great. Um, who drives the night bus? The night bus is driven by Ernie. Full name? His name is Ernie Shunpike because they got married. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll give you one more time. You have it. Ernie um McDougal. Uh no, Ooh. it is Ernie Prang. Ernie Prang drives the night oh. bus. Yeah. That's, I, I need to I like McDougal. Yeah, that that works. Ernie McDougal. So uh yes, you get nine out of ten, Ari. Very Yay. good. Thank you. Yes. Very nice. Close. Well done. Yeah, I, I, Close to a perfect sweep. Yes, I need to, because I, I like, got everything ready, like, on Monday, and then you sent me this stuff about Grop later in the week, and I totally yeah. forgot about it, <laughs> and then now I'm like, Oops, wait, babies. oh, yes, I should double-check these questions. <laughs> All right, so... Why didn't Ari get... Why didn't Ari get a... Oh, because it's Gryffindor, and it's obvious. Never mind. Oh, what now? Oh, the... We've had, we've had three out of four, uh, for the house... House ghosts in the hourglasses. Yeah. We already did rubies. Yeah, we got rubies and yellow diamonds. Um, I don't think we've done the Ravenclaw one yet. No. Oh, we haven't done Ravenclaw. No. Well, That'll we come done. show okay. up at some point. Oh, and the ghosts too. Because it'll come up at some. Point. It's some fun trivia. You know? All right. So that brings Ari to. Let me do some math. Ari to twenty-five points, and Ryan has. Uh, how much did he have later? Ryan has 27 points, yes, of this episode. Two points of difference. Exactly. So it is narrow. All right. So now it is time for Thestral Theater. Ari and Ryan will be Woo! assigned characters in the scenario, and they must improvise a scene. At the end, 10 points will be distributed among the two of them. Now, since we're kind of having a theme with Hagrid's acquisitions and magical creatures, um, I thought <laughs> to uh, have it. So Ryan is Hagrid, and Ari is a very legitimate individual trying to offload a magical creature of your choice. You meet in a pub, and you strike up a conversation. Did you just say I'm a very legitimate individual? Yes, you're not suspicious Was that at sarcasm? All. Yes. <laughs> You're not I'm suspicious. I'm a individual, and I'm trying you're, to give Hagrid something. You're totally legit. Yes, yeah. And you meet in a pub totally and legit. start having a conversation. All right. All right. Let's set the scene. Let's set the scene. Yes. We're, we're probably... Uh, where do you think we are? The Hogshead? The Three Broomsticks? Yeah. Three Broomsticks? Mm -hmm. Three Broomsticks? Hogshead. Probably the Hogshead. You're right. Hogshead. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. What was that? I don't know. I didn't hear anything. 
Oh, well, never mind then. Okay. That's I'm in character right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've probably got a few empty tankards around me already, and I'm working on another one. I... <laughs> I'm Hagrid, and I'm large. Punch, eh? Hello there. Ah, hello, stranger! I can't do a Hagrid voice. That's fine. Do whatever I'm voice. Gonna do whatever so I'm going to do right. an old man voice instead. Hello, stranger! You look like a strong <laughs> man. Ah, I, I am, and I'll grab him by the scruff and I'll pick him up. <laughs> I was and I'll shake him around a little bit, and then I'll set him down, and I'll give a hearty guffaw and slap him on the back. <laughs> Let me buy you a drink. I'll oh. buy him a drink. Oh, thank you. Thank Another you. of whatever he's having. Make it two. I just was acknowledging your super strong form because um, I, I heard I heard around, around the pub here that uh, you love creatures. Oi, who'd you hear that from? Uh, everyone. They say that you're the care of, of magical creatures teacher at Hogwarts. Ha <laughs> I, I am. Anyway, so, I, you are a strong man. You seem to love magical creatures, and I have just... Oh, I love them. I just adore them. Stop talking over me. I've got things for you. I've got... Oh, I love things! Ha ha ha! It's totally gulp, 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 legit. Gulp, 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 slam it down. It's totally legit, man. But you just got to be a little bit quieter, eh? <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. Here. Wait a give, minute. And I give him. Is it a, legit? It is legit. I narrow my eyes at thee, sir. And I and I take out a bag with something heavy in it, and I put it on the table. I open it. Just in front of everyone, and I take whatever is in there out. It's an egg, for sure. But you don't oh. know what it is for. You've may never I, seen it. DM, may I roll investigation, please? Yes. I rolled a three. <laughs> it's such a beautiful <laughs> do I, do egg. Do I know what this is? It's got blue and pink and purple stripes around it kind of looks like a universe galaxy egg but you still got no idea I'm seeing what I'm seeing is. like 3 eggs right now I'm I'm a few tankards yeah. in wow exactly. wow this ought to be a, a uh, well this is well clearly this is all this yours is, for 50 galleons fi- well 50 galleons oh mm-hmm. I well mm, I don't know if I have that much would you be interested in a trade and I'll reach into one of my very many pockets uh nope wrong one all right I'll reach into a different pocket uh, nope, okay. Uh, I, third pocket. I, I start I'll tapping out, the table in anger and in patience. I'll pull out just a handful of gillyweed. Just wet, sloppy gillyweed. It's like, ah, that's premium gillyweed. Harvested it myself. This is not acceptable, but... Well, well I'm sure I've got you, something else here, and you, I'll set my umbrella against the table. 40 galleons. Uh, I'll reach into another pocket, and I'll... Just, oh, no, that's the sorcerer's stone. Put that sir. back in there. Even 35, 35 is fine. Uh, uh, well, I'm sure I've got something here that would interest 20, you, and I pull 20, out, and I've got a little box, the stuff out. and this I open the box, and the box has a bow truckle in it. Oh, my God, it. this is really drawing attention. I take and it I'll, back, I'll and set I, the I bow truckle back, down, and then... 
I take it back. I put it in the bag and I put it back in my jacket and I stand up and I say, good oh, day. Strange- oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Lovely chap. And then I'll and drink I, both of the drinks that the bartender put down on for the us. Spot. <laughs> and I'll put my bow truckle and my gillyweed and my box and my bag and the sorcerer's stone back in my pockets. Very nice. And scene. That was delightfully chaotic. Alrighty then. I should really work on voices. I don't, I'm not so good with the voices. <laughs> yeah, same. I really should do that considering I'm a trained actor. Mm. Yes. So trained. Well, this is always I also should have lied about my investigation check, because you guys can't see what I rolled. I'm this glad you didn't lie. It's well, you know it was funnier way. this way. You're an honest individual, <laughs> Ryan. Yeah, so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I thoroughly enjoy just the, because Ryan did definitely embody Hagrid as just being like, I have gilly weed in my pockets and I'm drinking and I'm a fun dude. But I also enjoyed Ari. Yes, he did a great um, job. Ari definitely. I mean, Ari totally embodied that suspect guy. Yeah, like a very He just sketch- doesn't have as much of a background as Hagrid exactly, does. Exactly, exactly. That's fine. Um, so... I think, I don't know. It's always hard giving points because I feel like I, 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 the points is not to invalidate either of your performances, but just, I don't know, it's hard. I think I will give Ryan, um, six points and Ari for, no, no, five points each. This is silly. No, you both had a oh, very fun. <laughs> What? No. no! Why would you dangle it in front of me like Sorry. that? You get five points, and you get five points. The moderator uh. says you all get five points. Everyone gets five points. All right. So that means that um, means that this episode, I won thirty points, and Ryan won uh, thirty-two points, and overall, uh. Ari has 154 points, and Ryan has 171 points. So Ryan oh still has his slight Still lead. a close game, and we haven't tallied votes. Exactly. Yes, please go vote. You will find the description for our Facebook group. Um, go vote. Vote for Ari. They deserve it. Exactly. Yeah, it'll be great. You'll find, and also in the description, you Just will find our Patreon information if you are interested yes. in supporting us. If you Please. think that we sound horrible, uh, it could be because of our lack of professional microphones and headsets. So with the help of our future patrons, we will be able to purchase new equipment mm-hmm. and not hurt your ears so much. And also hear each other better, yeah, which will my, make for I'm a much better podcast. <laughs> Mine are getting that as well. Weird. Yes. So yes, the game continues, and there are ten more points up for grabs, and you need to let, you need to tell us where they go. Join our Facebook group where you can vote for your favorite competitor and vote for your favorite, so they can have a chance to be the Bi Wizard Champion at the end of the season. A link is in the description box below. Uh, help um, help Ari get a boost or keep Ryan as a frontrunner. And we'll announce the current scores at the top of next week's episode. And don't forget to check out our Patreon and just, you're an adult, hopefully, with money, make your own decisions with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, everyone, uh, mischief managed. And or you're a child <laughs> who knows an adult with money. <laughs> Do not take your parents' credit card. Ask them. Please do ask before you, if you're not an adult. But anyways. uh, Don't plant ideas in their heads. (laughs) Anyways, 
mischief managed. See you all next week. Bye. 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 Goodbye. Bye. Love you. <laughs> do, 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 do.